the executive position and the, the top of the ladder, you think, you know, that's somewhere you have to be at some point. It's like, no, are you happy doing what you're doing? Are you, are you good at it? Are you getting paid for it? Great. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey everyone, welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast, where we talk everything digital marketing, from strategy to the platforms you love, to all the techniques that you could use to increase your traffic and get results for your company and your clients. So today we have Albert Abrantes. Uh, he's the CMO of the International Student Exchange, 3RA, and we're going to be talking about uh, marketing manager hiring and onboarding. Uh, which is a hot topic for both businesses, but also for uh, marketing agencies, of course, who might have to do that on a regular basis or help their clients to do that uh, if that's part of their business model. Uh, so welcome, Albert. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting topic that we're going through right now. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, with the uh, marketing manager, we actually are doing the same thing here at Digital Marketer. So I know, uh, you know, I'm in the weeds of the process and pretty technical, but it's also, you know, integrating the, you know, cultural aspects of the company, training them on the the core systems, the core frameworks. Uh, we're lucky enough that we do training. <laughs> so we actually have all the materials prepped. It's all of our frameworks. So that part of the process is pretty simple, but there's a lot of nuances come into play. So I figured we could touch on those, uh, touch on maybe some of the hiring, uh, you know, practices that are effective. And then also uh, just some of those onboarding tips and tricks that you could do to, to onboard your own people. So why don't we just start with, uh, you know, how you guys came up with the need for a new marketing manager? So this has actually been a constant topic at 3RE for, for a long, long time. I mean, it's a, not a topic, constant struggle. We do level 10s. We, we run the business uh, f- following traction model. So we have, you know, a, a level 10 meeting. Uh, are you aware of the level 10 meetings? No, we don't do level 10. Yeah. So it's a pretty structured meeting and uh, we, we bring, you know, the whole leadership together. This is how it all started. When we started the, the business back in 2011, for the first year, we had nobody. I, I was doing everything myself, all the marketing. It was me and my business partner. I handled all the marketing piece. He handled all the sales piece. We made a very distinct cut. I'm not going to have time to look at the sales and you're not going to have time to look at the marketing. So let's treat it like it's almost two different business. And, that, and, and that's how, how we took it. It was super effective. Then three months of uh, running the business that way, we were the most known international student agency from anywhere in the world in the city that we were, we were in. 
we grew so fast that people, the first time they, like our, our competitors, the first time they heard our names was when they found out that we had more sales than they had. It was an awkward growth. And we just kept growing at that speed. And by, by the second year, we, we already had about 20 people on the team. And then the mistakes started happening. Now I know it's the growing things. It's growing without structure. Other uh, things that I, I think small business owners in general commit the, the sin of not setting up systems, you know, while you're doing things, not putting up processes uh, while you're growing your business. And when we figured out that everything was broken, it was super hard to fix because at that point we had already grown uh, to almost 40 employees. The only thing we did was put out fires. It was every single day, like everything was broken. There's somebody that, that 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 paid for insurance that wasn't purchased and they needed to go to the hospital. Like there's so much happening at the same time. All small businesses growing their first time. Mistakes. It feels like they never stopped. We could, we kept making mistakes. And one of the things that we did, you know what? Let's promote the, the, the mistake that I did in the marketing manager position was let me promote somebody that has no experience ever as a marketing manager, but is super awesome at what, uh, what they do. Let's, let me promote her. She, she will be our marketing manager. We did that across the board, everybody. We had a great person that, that did amazing in sales. Ha, let's pro, promote him to sales, sales manager. We lost so many good people because we took them out of their perfect seat and we, took, we put them in a seat that they have no idea how to do. At the end, everybody just started leaving. Like all, all, all the great people that we promoted, they, they, it was just overwhelming. And this marketing manager that, that I hired, I was training her slowly. Okay, let's start with SEO. And we built out our page to, you know, 250,000 organic views a month, which was great. We had way more leads than we could, we, 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 we could, uh, we could handle. And then it just things like I kept training here slowly, the automations, like she knew how to do everything. She knew how to build the entire funnels, all the automations. Like I, I, I overthought things that, you know, she shouldn't have to do all those things, but I wasn't. I didn't really know what I was doing back then, too. So I said, I think she needs to do everything. So I just kept teaching her, and I ended up overwhelming her, giving her too much. And but she always, I think she maybe because she felt like she had to prove that you know she was good at her position. She kept asking for more. Oh, I want to teach how to do Facebook ads as well. I was like, okay, awesome. You can take everything. I can go back to just you know doing the executive part, and I perfect. So I started teaching her that and. Within three months of her, you know, also having that, now she's got to think about all things. Uh, she she gave me notice, and that was in 2000. And that was, and she gave me notice on the year after our biggest year. We had 5.8 million in revenue. When she gave me notice, the team that was with us for almost about three years, they kind kind of left together. Like she gave me notice within three months, I I had no marketing team anymore. So for one entire year, I said I'm doing this wrong. I need to rethink. I'm not going to, I told my business partner for this year, I'm not going to hire anybody. I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to see how I can simplify every single step of the process. Just because if this ever happens again, we don't have to run into trouble. Okay, switch. And then, and then I started, you know, thinking more about how to simplify things. And then the saga started on, you know, and this is in 2019. A year went by. I figured out how to simplify everything. Let me get a new marketing manager. Now, another thing in growing pains, how do you hire? Honestly, I, I, by, by that point, I had interviewed over 100 people. I mean, and from those 100 people, I hired uh, maybe 50, 60. So I was like, I'm pretty good at this, but not really. 
I was just doing things on my, you know, gut feelings. That that it was literally it. I get on a call. Yeah, it seems like a good candidate. Let's do it. And, and it was a gamble. You know, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And, and the marketing manager, it was the same. I was like, ha. Huh. And because I felt so confident that you know I always hired through gut feeling. When I when it came time to hire a, a marketing manager. I did something that wasn't fair to the people that I hired. I put them in a position that they clearly told me that it's not for them because the things that they they said didn't fit the position. Like, do you have experience, you know, running an entire team? Like, it didn't have big teams. Do you have experience managing marketing budget? Well, I had a company that did it for us, but but everything was kind of if you but I'm, but in my head I was like, no, but this person she tells me, you know, they're, they're telling me they they can handle the challenge. And they feel like a really cool person to be working with. So let's go. And it was mistake after mistake. It didn't work. It was unfair to them. Like everybody knew it wasn't working. To fix that, finally, took a couple of years to understand there's got to be a you know a, a system. And finally, I hear about higher right. I'm like, oh, so there is better ways to hire. It's not just gut feeling. And then, yeah, then we started uh, actually uh, doing higher right to figure out, you know, who's a good fit. What are the things they need to have in order for them to be accepted? Without it, they can't come in. What are the things that they can't have at all? After we started uh, do, using higher right, the next candidates that came in, or, or or even you know across the board in the company, that we found some areas that they really struggled with that were bad for company culture. Or was just things that showed us keep this position. We just took that and put it in the higher right. Like this is something that we don't have. We don't want to have in this position. We kept hiring one of the people that we brought in every week when we do our level ten meetings. The meeting starts with you know just to get some some human conversation going, just for five minutes to get you know things flowing and people to open up and start talking. Is we asked well, what's something cool uh, that happened to you last week? It could be professional win or or personal win. And everybody tries to find something positive to say, even if there's nothing. You know, the weather here is pretty cool. So, you know, it was raining last week. This week, is, we got some. Even if it's something small like that. But this person was always negative. Always. It's like, ah, last week, you know, this happened. You know, or, or it was always something negative. And that was the beginning of every marketing meeting. And then I started to notice, like, the marketing meetings are the only ones that start, you know, on, on, on a low level. It's a negative feeling. No one, no one wants to start smiling after, but you know, somebody says they had a bed last week. So we took we, we took things like that. We started adding. You know, they has you know, I started adding to our higher right profile, and we kept going through it. And then now, finally, just two weeks ago, we found a candidate that you know, it, it met every single box that we we wanted to have in in our marketing manager position. And now that we found him, it's just. It's weird why I didn't do this seven years ago. It's so simple. No, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you, you covered just a huge amount of topics. You know, the, the rapid growth, rapid team acquisition, cultural fits, promotions, and actually the tool that you use, Hire Right. So is it a, a kind of job listing tool that walks through your process or your designated process? So Hire Right, th- there is multiple steps in the Hire Right process, but, but the one that really caught my attention is there's you make a list of four things the way they put it is like it's kind of your you want to find somebody to go on a date with what are the must-haves that this person you know needs to have what are the things that you do not want to be stuck on a date with somebody and what are the things that you know if they have it awesome you know it's just a boost and what are the things that it's negative but you can deal with it 
if the positives are well enough. So you have these four quad quadrants and just take everything in there, you know, the appropriate spots. And the thing is, you want to get all the must-haves checked and all the can't-have checked as well to make sure that they don't have it. And you just list it out. It could be on a spreadsheet. And some things from the resume, you'll be able to notice. For example, if you want somebody that you know has spent at least $500,000 on Facebook ads to prove you know a little, at least a little bit of experience, maybe the resume will say that. So I'm like, okay, check. And then when you get on the interview, you're just trying to get those questions. You're not directly asking the people those because, you know, you're asking questions that will give give the answer that, that, that you want. And you do multiple interviews, not just with one person. You do interviews with people that have different personality styles. For example, I'm more technical uh, when it comes to, to the things that I want to know. And my HR, they're more humanistic. They, they, they're going to be better at figuring things out about the culture fit. So we have you know, multiple people interviewing and the goal is check all the boxes. If all the boxes are checked, if we just have one, it's hired. If we have two, then we start looking at the boosts. Okay, so they checked the main things. Now, how do we compare you know, the other things that they can bring to the table? So from higher right, that, that's the one thing that I love the most. And they have other concepts they teach as well, like to never turn off, like always be open to 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 get people, like always have a careers page that is accepting resume because if you need somebody, you want to have a list of resumes to contact right away. It's really awesome for somebody that had nothing. For us, it was amazing. We went from zero to something concrete and, and very useful. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we our our kind of philosophy is mixed with uh, Workable. So Workable is a hiring platform. You can list a bunch of different places, but it actually has their kind of set process to to qualify. It makes it really organized. And then we a lot of our kind of hiring policies are based off of the book, The Ideal Team Player, and it just has some, you know just some basic qualifications. But the culture fit is huge. I think in the book it was you know don't hire a-holes like are they an a-hole okay they, they shouldn't be part of the team but it was uh you know pretty or no no jackasses that was it it wasn't a-holes uh, <laughs> slightly better uh but it, it made some really good points and the story's fun uh but we do we have a few tricks like that too where i mean my qualification methods are based off of my i had a magazine for a while so i was always trying to qualify writers and part of it is just like hey do they respond to you because you have you know, nowadays, it's so easy to apply that you'll get 500 applications for every job. And then you find, okay, well, most of these people are qualified, but you, you make a list of the ones that are qualified. And then we actually send them a list of questions based on their job. And it's usually something like, you know, for the content marketing manager position we just hired for, it was, you know, describe your most successful uh, content marketing campaign. Yeah, which sounds like if you do content marketing, that's a pretty simple question. <laughs> and you should have an answer to it right off the bat. And so even though we, you know, sent that question to qualified candidates, maybe like 20 of them, we only usually get like maybe 50%. It's like 40 to 50% will actually respond to the email with the simple answers. And so those other people, they get eliminated. Like you didn't respond. That was easy. And then we go through the, the standard interview process. And then we actually do what's called a panel interview. Where we have uh, right now our team is small, so we'll actually have them online with the whole team, less the hiring manager. So I won't be in the meeting if it's somebody directly under me. And then the team will ask them questions, and they'll have a preset list of questions, a little scorecard, and then they actually find out if that person's good culture fit. And so that's part of the process. And then we go to a third interview where we talk to them again and say, okay, you know, here's the details of the job. 
can you handle this and get feel for it? So yeah, you ha- you got to have that process. Otherwise, get feel, you know, people interview well, especially nowadays. There's there's too many tutorials online. <laughs> it's like, Here's how you answer the questions. But that's really neat. I mean, it's it's a bummer that took you seven years to put together. But it sounds like after that, now you got a good marketing manager, which is, it's hard. So how long were you actually trying to hire for that position that you got two weeks ago hired? Well, I mean, we've been like since the marketing, uh, the first marketing manager, she was with us for five years. She was trained to be in the position and she was actually pretty good at it when she left. It was since since then. So in 2008 or 2019, I, I just I was by myself in 2020. I started looking for somebody. So it's been yeah, it's been a long time. That That's really neat, though, that you went through that reexamination process, because I think it's, you know, for business owners or, or, you know, top level executives, it feels, hate to put it this way, but it feels like a failure. Like you weren't able to hire for this position. Now I have to go back in and take care of it. But it's, especially in digital marketing, everything changes so much that I always tell people, it's like, no, don't feel bad about that. You're the expert. You're the owner. You know, you're the one that cares about this more than anybody else possibly can. So it's not a bad thing to go in, refine your procedures, and then do it the right way. And even even that process of you, you know, hiring people outside of their capabilities, I think is another common practice that happens because you want to reward them. You know, instead of, you know, now you, you kind of went through that experience of, hey, you had all these awesome qualified people, you hired them outside of their capabilities. What's your policy now in terms of what happens if you want to reward good employees for what they're doing, but you know that they're not, you know, qualified or maybe they don't even want it to be at that manager level? I have a friend and he's a lawyer and he always tells me the story of one of his clients that has some really crazy ideas on how to run business. Says, but he's got multiple businesses, all of them very, very successful, but he's relentless. He told me that last year alone, he fired 50 people. I said, but like, how, like, is he hiring like a thousand people? Like, what? That that seems like a lot. It doesn't seem like the business is is massive. And he's like, no. Uh, what he does is simple. He will hire somebody, but again, he's got it's gut feeling stuff. So the the mistake starts there. But he fixes it quickly. Uh, so he hires them, and he says within within the first few days, if they're late to like, it's one thing if they're late to a meeting or if they. If, 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 if they don't fit any of the boxes that, you know, he should have looked at it before, like he will, he will fix it quickly. I was like, okay, that is interesting. I'm not going to be that person, but the person that I'm going to be is just somebody that's going to be, because what I, the mistake that I always done when I, when I made bad, bad hires is I kept thinking that, you know, this is the process they're new to the company. They're going to struggle and just keep them keep them on eventually they, they, they will get so i i mean i i've made that we made the mistake so many times and you know had people that were in the wrong position uh, for six months uh so so now what we do every time we we figure that out is we just you know we end the relationship uh quickly our contracts now it, it starts at you know three months it's it's over and then we review and decide if if we're gonna continue that's actually that's a huge tip right there because i think it's you know, it's tempting to just be like, well, you know, you're going to find the right person. And it's sometimes you, they have to be qualified. Like for my position at Digital Marketer, I actually went through, I think, a four month trial period before I was finally brought on as an employee. And so that was, and that's typical for executives. Like we'll do, typically it's 90 days where it's like, hey, here's the contract. Here's how it's going to work. Ideally, yes, we're going to bring you on, but we got to make sure that everything fits. And for when you're talking about 
you know, six figure positions, you have to, it's worth it <laughs> to do. And the executive, the person who's coming in will understand that. And if they don't understand that, then they shouldn't be at your company. And it's, it's okay. You know, there's plenty of people, they'll find another job. I think that's always tempting too, is to, you know, be a little bit too empathetic with the people you're interviewing. Well, they have a rough situation and they, you know, it was such bad what happened to them and I, we're going to fix that. And it gets super personal. And at the end of the day, there's, there's plenty of jobs out there. They'll, they'll find one and, and you're not doing them a favor by putting them in a position that they're either not qualified for or, or fit. No, I think that's, that's an awesome experience you had there. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time, we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that you pointed is how do we reward people that stay? You know, that that's because imagine this. My 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 we're essentially a marketing company for 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 schools across uh, across Canada. That's pretty much all we do. We get students to universities across the country, and students need to travel. Imagine being in a comp- sector like that during COVID. It, it it was just devastating. That that was a turning point when we 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 had to kind of rethink how we operated our business because if we didn't do it then like there was no way we would have survived so we had to restructure and one of the things that we started talking about is how do we reward because i want to stop having people leave like i don't want this you know every year there's so many people that leave so many people that come in it's part of you know our as doing the things that we've been doing around not really qualifying them enough and they just feel overwhelmed. That's one of the things. The marketing manager, for example, we've decided to give them 10% of uh, all the, the info products that we have. That It's it's pretty big, but I don't know what if, if that's something across the, uh, the industry, but it's something that we decided to do. It works uh, with our business model on top of, you know, uh, their, their salary. So, 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 you know, can pretty much double, triple his salary uh, while he's with us, you know. But that that's one of the things that we started thinking about. But because of when we started think, thinking about what that was in the middle of COVID, which was the year that it just people couldn't travel. We only get paid when people travel. We said, okay, it's here. We're going to start implementing it when people can start traveling again. And we told the team, guys, look, 
this is one of the things we want to do. We want to give everybody rewards, you know, no, based based on 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 the pro- company profits. Going, we're going to start doing that when we actually have profits, because this year we're not going to have any profits. <laughs> um, but uh, now that we're starting to get things rolling again, so so we started in the first position that got really really. Uh, benefited from that is this this position the marketing position that i just hope he stays with us forever yeah well that's the thing i mean as long as it makes sense to him and he's making lots of money you know that's that's perfect and i think there's there's kind of these you know standard practices that you think you need to implement you need everybody needs to move up the ladder right like if they're not moving up the ladder there's something wrong instead of qualifying them as hey this person's awesome at this thing <laughs> How do we just keep them happy so they don't leave and they don't think they need it, you know, to be a director or an executive someday? You know, that's the executive position and the, the top of the ladder. You think, you know, that's somewhere you have to be at some point. It's like, no, are you happy doing what you're doing? Are you, are you good at it? Are you getting paid for it? Great. You know, and even if, you know, and like you were saying, like sometimes it's two or three times the salary, that's fine too. Like you're, you're, you know, top of 100%, you know, the top 1% of your, position that's what you get paid they're never gonna leave like that would be craziness so no kudos for that and i think uh you know going through the painful process that i think a lot of companies are constantly going through because you have you know the turnover you were saying that your friend who had to fire 50 people you know that's that's his process and you know it kind of reminds me everybody hates him but donald trump like when he was in office like he went through so many people like he, he was firing people constantly and everyone was like Oh, it's so bad. He keeps firing people. It's like, well, if they weren't good at their job, you know, because you could keep, and the other temptation is to keep those people on, right? Give them a demotion even, or something like that, where like, I want to keep them around, but they're, they're hurt by the process. And then they are resentful of you. And then they're never going to improve. You know, they're probably looking for another job right now. You know, as painful as that is, I think the termination process is, is just part of it. You know, you can make that whatever you want to, just procedure and people understand what's happening. And you have your write-ups and your, you know, play growth paths and things like that. So I think, yeah, you're doing an awesome job in, in recovering. So how, how many employees do you have right now? Uh, right now we're at 22. Okay. Yeah. We had to, like, we had to do so many changes. The first thing that we, because we have uh, offices, so we had offices in Vancouver, Toronto, and multiple offices in Brazil spread across the country. Uh, soon as you know the pandemic started, we're like, okay, let's sh- let's get rid of as many offices as we didn't like go of anybody. Everybody just wanted to work from home, but let's get off of all the offices we could. The thing that's sad is that our main office, which was this huge space, we had nice water views in Vancouver. I mean, it, it's just it, I, we only got it because again, when, when you're growing a business, you get excited about you know very very you know silly things. I just wanted to have an amazing office right in the middle of downtown Vancouver. Honestly, uh, I thought I'd be more upset about losing that office, but it just felt like, you know, way off my back. I don't have that fixed cost anymore. People are now working from home. Everybody got super productive. It was insane how everybody got way more productive working from home than inside the office. So today we only have two offices. We got Toronto uh, and we have one more office in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And those we're going to keep, but that's it. Our business model changed. Now we don't want to have any more offices. Working for, people are used to working from home, so uh, we're gonna yeah keep keep it that way for now. Yeah, good for you. Well, and I think at Digital Marketer we, we went through the same process because we had the same thing. You know, this office right next to downtown, and it was huge. I think twenty thousand square feet or something. And 
there were 50 people coming in there all the time. And then, uh, then the pandemic hit and it actually reduced, yeah, everybody went home, of course. We still had this enormous office. And so for the last, since I started last year, it's been like four people in this giant office. And so we're, we're just actually moving. It's good, the same building. And it was actually part of the space, but we reduced the size by like 75%. You know, the only people who work there are execs and everybody else works from home. And everybody's happy. I think, uh, you know, the owners especially are very happy with the arrangement. And I think it's, it's the same thing you realize where it's like you didn't realize how maybe distracting being around that many people is <laughs> and uh, you know, the kind of unproductivity that happens when you're everybody's together all the time, which we do get together still, but not every single day. <laughs> you know, is it the same process for your executives too, or do you have something different? Uh, same process for just the hiring process. Do you do for now? We have, we have uh, the same pro- uh, process. And the one thing that I started looking at is actually offset, like offsourcing uh, the hiring. Like this position, I already had somebody uh, that was going to handle all the hiring to help us get more more qualified. I just told her, okay, I like your terms. I, 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 I like everything that's going to happen. If I don't get this right now, I'm just going to offsource it uh, to a company to do the hiring for us. And moving on, uh, that's the avenue that we're, we're going to take. We're still going to make sure that they fit all the boxes. Like I said, we're, we're, we're a company that is our focus is to market you know, do marketing for schools to get students. Uh, you know, even though we hired so many people in the past, I can say it was, it was, we're not experts at that. It was all gut feelings. We were doing wrong all across the board. So instead of bringing this in house, and even though it feels like it works now, I, I actually don't know. I haven't, like, things could start breaking that I don't even know. Well, yeah, it's one of the things that I think makes sense, especially with, you know, executive positions that right now, for the first time ever, it feels like we, we're awesome across the board. For those positions, if somebody leaves, then we're at a, we're, we're back at, at a point. Yeah, so for now, I think we're gonna do that. Let another company do the hiring for us. Nice. That's that's not a bad way to go either. You know, I think it's it's knowing your strengths, knowing you know how it's gone before, and and just doing experimentation. At the end of the day, like you doing a hundred interviews is probably not the best use of your time. <laughs> as an owner and you have a zillion other things to do and you, I, you know and i just went through the hiring process and i i didn't do anywhere near that many interviews and it was still really distracting for the last you know two months where you're like i gotta fill this position gotta interview these people gotta qualify these people gotta you know run it by the team and do all this kind of stuff and it's uh you know if you can outsource it successfully you know good luck to you spend more time doing you know the money maker stuff which matters way more well, thank you so much for coming on. I think I think that's a lot of you know good tips that you know listeners can take from this. Uh, you know, the hiring process never easy, but I think if you could just do a couple of these things to avoid the mistakes that take most of us five, ten, fifteen years even to to get right, then you're you're looking good. So, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Well, they can go to my website, albertabrentis.com. You can find out more information there. Or they can find me on, on LinkedIn. Awesome. And are you hiring uh, right now? Can people look for applications? Well, the, the, the thing about our business, my specific international student agency, it's we're all right, right, right. Yeah. Right now we're, we're hiring people for support, for f- fulfillment. And, but it has, they have to be fluent in Portuguese because we're, our focus right now is bring resilience to Canada. Oh, okay. That's a good objective. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, If you want to know, oh, you're also a certified partner, uh, which 
we didn't talk about much. <laughs> but as a certified partner, you can find out more about this company on the digitalmarketer.com website. Just take out directory. Uh, we'll also have a bio on Albert on there with all his links as well. So thank you for tuning in uh, for more information like this, uh, you know, marketing, but also running marketing, marketing agencies, not easy. Uh, we try to get everybody on here to give you lots of tips to help you out with that. And as a small business owner to help hiring, that's always useful. Thank you so much, Mark. So tune in soon. We'll have more awesome guests in the near future. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.